Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Sarah. This is Jenna. We're from Name Through Songs, and today we're getting candid with Bloom Twins. And with all that being said, today we are getting candid with Bloom Twins. They are twins from the Ukraine making music and taking over the fashion world in London. For their latest series of singles, they've been working with producer Sam Harris from X Ambassadors. So we're getting candid with Sonia and Anna from Bloom Twins about how their modeling careers and their interest in fashion has influenced their artistry as musicians, their approach to making loud feminist pop anthems, as well as why they spent a hundred hours learning judo for a music video. Like this was so crazy watching their like training session videos, preparing for the interview. And so with all that being said, let's go get candid with Bloom Twins. Hi, hello, Bloom Twins. We're excited to have you on the show today. Can you guys introduce yourself so we can hear your names and voices? Hi, for sure. My name is Anna. Hi, and I'm Sonia, and thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you guys today. We feel like we have a lot of commonalities in what you guys are doing and what we care about. And so kind of getting into things right away, you two have been making music together your, pretty much your whole lives, but you moved from Ukraine to London to do modeling when you were 16. So what has it been like for you two growing up together, not just as siblings, but also as artists? It's been an incredible experience. Just to clarify, we moved to London to pursue a dream of music and we did modeling because it's something that we always were so passionate about and Mm. and we always wanted to connect all the things that we're so in love with, which is fashion music they need to express ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And so, so far it has been a very interesting exploring thing, what it's like to be like your twin, what it's like to not be like your twin, what it's like to work with your twin, and what it's like to be perceived as as twins uh, Mm. around the world. And that has been interesting. Yeah, it's so funny because like, I've been recently talking about this whole twins thing. And even though we're identical twins, which means we have the same DNA. Me and my twin mm-hmm. couldn't be more different. I don't know any other people <laughs> in the entire world that is as different to me as my sister. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so it is a very cool oh, experience yes. because like the way how we do music, uh, come up with a different creative processes is just so different. <laughs> Complimentary, you can say. Yeah. yeah no that's so cool i feel like there's always like that idea of like i don't know especially here i don't know if they do it in other countries as well but i feel like twins you always see them like their parents dressing them in the same clothes and like they're having to be like so interconnected and like growing up my like best friend was a twin and it was like so interesting because she spent so many years trying to be like stop connecting us to each other like we can both we can be friends and siblings but we don't need to be connected all of the time so i think like that's so interesting what you're saying about how it's like, oh yeah, we might look the same and share DNA, but we're like two separate people and we bring very interesting things together to work together. Yeah, Yeah. I gotta tell you, a very wise friend of yours, because in fact, (laughs) we just just thought it was normal to share the same interests and we thought it's something that we had to do uh, instead Mm -hmm. of exploring what it's like to be a personality from the the early ages. Um, But no, that didn't happen to us. We were like, how about I'm the same as my twin? I love my twin, I want to look like her. It's not entirely the case, because I even remember from childhood, I was always a tomboy, right? So our mom would try to dress Mm -hmm. us up in dresses 
And I would be like, no, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> and I was making a compromise with my mom for pictures. She was like, no, please wear the dress. I'm like, okay, sure. But I have to wear a sport cap. <laughs> and then I just messed up all the pictures because I look, it was a very questionable fashion choice. <laughs> Bringing that personality into it early. I mean, okay. So in thinking of you guys <laughs> loving both music and fashion, do yeah. you feel like there's aspects of the fashion world that you bring into your artistry? 1000%. Yeah, I would say Clothing. fashion is the way how our music look. Like I mm -hmm. have to like uh, put the name like a label, even though I don't, I don't really like doing that to our music. I would say it's dark pop because it's just mm -hmm. you combine mm -hmm. two things you would not usually combine alternative yet pop like dark pop and yeah i feel mm -hmm. like we always liked edgy dark aspect of fashion like especially me i always wear black clothes you look at my own clothing it's like all monochrome right and then you would look at mm -hmm. my sister's clothing and she will put all colors of the world on herself <laughs> so yeah so we mix that into our yeah into our fashion yes we do i believe that we mix whatever it is we can get away with and anything that strikes the chord of happiness for that one second we're gonna put in and we're gonna put out and we're gonna sing our hearts out and i don't know why i start i'm not sure if you guys are familiar of the concept of Max and Spencer suit, which is like the cheapest suit in London. And people always joke, like you go there for food and come out with a suit and, <laughs> and never fit it right, you know? And I, I started thinking, how cool would that be to just wear a Max and Spencer uh, suit and style it up with like some Doc Martens or like Alexander McQueen and make it high fashion yeah. and call it like provocative. But yeah, anything that strikes a chord of a smile. Yeah, no, I love this so much because like, I think music and fashion like go together and throughout history, they've always gone together. Um, and so it's really fun when it's like an artist like cares deeply about like how they're dressing and how that like um, contributes to the music and like to your image as an artist too oh yes uh, it's very complimentary like uh, my twin and i as i was saying things that don't make sense add up making complete sense and and working together very well in harmony yeah of dark pop oh, i love that it's so interesting because like jenna is like really into fashion and like when we talk about these kinds of things and thinking about artists who kind of like look the part i think is really cool because it's like it's so obvious when all the creative interests like kind of mesh together and you're like okay like i get it like even as somebody who doesn't understand fashion when I see people dress a certain way and then they listen to their music, I'm like, this this makes so much sense together. And I think it's so cool, like especially like when looking at your guys' visuals and your music videos and stuff, how you can tell like they all play on each other. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> and speaking of your guys' music videos, I did want to talk about the Drunk and Loud video because I think it is so fun and cool. And you guys made like a series of videos talking about how you learned how to do judo for this video, which I think is great. And you're saying how like you kind of did it to like poke fun at Putin and the him being like an alleged judo master and how there's like that video of like a 10 year old literally flipping him which i think is <laughs> hilarious yeah. and so i mean like with the subject matter of your guys music and all that kind of stuff and that focus in the music video was there like kind of a play on things of being like oh like we can take him too now that we've learned judo like this 10 year old can take him we can take him on with our music as well heck yeah of course i mean 10 year old <laughs> 10 year old could do it but to be honest that 10 year old is amazing she's so talented you can see she'd be doing it for very yeah. long but yeah i feel Feel like we can totally do it and i've been imagining that in my head for a long time <laughs> dreaming about it yeah but that the honestly that music video is like one of the, those music videos that i'm 
the most proud of. Like we've done it with the Ukrainian mm-hmm. director. Like we've done a lot of uh, music videos with him. His name is Serge Vane. But it was just such a crazy experience because we had to train for like 120 hours oh, wow. uh, with professionals in order to do that stuff. Because like it's mm-hmm. not just about skills. It's also about the angles of the camera because you're not yeah. allowed to be yeah. close to that person. Like it should be really far away. Like, because like if you're too close, you can accidentally hit the person and you don't want to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So all of that, it just, it was so much work. We had to train for like five, five times a week, five to seven hours a day. So honestly, it was just really cool. I kind of miss it as soon as we've done Freaking it. draining to be as cool as that, as that little child, but she really <laughs> yeah. definitely kicked ass. And I believe that she's kind of like that example of what we should be doing, what we are doing as a country, especially the size of mm-hmm. Ukraine. You know, it's, it's way smaller than the size of Russia, proportionally speaking. But the way we stand our grounds is something that will live up and grow and bloom in many different colors for as long as it takes to stand our ground and be yeah. able to bloom. And so, yeah. yeah, subject matter and the idea of messages are just so important for us. And that was kind of the reason from the very start of our career to speak on the things that are important to us. Mental health, Ukraine, you know, the difficulty of being in another, in another country, being perceived as a foreigner. It's something that it just poured out whether we like it or not. And and so, yes. Going off of this, I mean, thinking of you said like this is something really important to you to like talk about and incorporate these types of messages into your music. Sometimes on our podcast, we talk about how music and politics, people think they're totally separate or pop culture in politics people think they're really separate and sometimes they really are much more closely intertwined than people think that they are and so just kind of going off of this like what was it like why you know specifically were you wanting to incorporate these messages and how has this evolved throughout your time as songwriters i feel like music is just or any art like different arts of form i feel like it's just the easiest way to deliver hard messages something that is really hard mm-hmm. to talk about and like so music will unite people around the world i feel like pol- politics and music actually one of the most natural combinations you know because we're talking mm-hmm. from people perspective we don't talk about from polit- politicians and stuff like that we talk about how we feel because it's a very human yeah. what's going on right now it's very human people relate to that if so, there's something unfair going on it unites people even though it's horrible there are a lot of horrible things going on but it unites people and i feel like music is that unity yeah, yeah. that brings people together oh yes i could totally agree with that yeah i mean that's what's so powerful about music and like throughout history like people have used music as like you know soundtracks to political movements and all those things whether it be like purposeful from the artist mindset or just something where fans or just the general public like hear a song and they're like this is like our fight song we're bringing with us to this moment and i think it's so interesting and like really impressive when artists go out of their way to be like no like this thing is happening that like matters to me deeply and like affects me deeply i want to write music about it and like go forward with that and so from your guys perspective especially with the fact that you do make kind of like pop adjacent music like were you ever anxious in covering such like political topics in your music when it's like not the like quote-unquote expected genre of music to be covering like big kind of quote-unquote scary topics so to speak you know that's such a good question because it never crossed our mind to be wrong or whether it would influence us or our careers yeah it it never came across and you know what did at the beginning of war in ukraine when we were in london we were just Mm -hmm. so 
so shocked by the fact that a lot of artists, our fellow artists, and those that we considered our best friends, the mm -hmm. way they didn't speak on the subject. And in our case, we had people like Bob Geldof uh, to perform with us during mm -hmm. that first week of war uh, at, without any costs, without very little preparation because it was on the wimp very quickly, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was such a great example of people just doing things for good and yeah. we cannot take good for granted. And so, yeah, there were a lot of people not wanting to speak on this issue for many reasons. One of them was, I don't know how to. Yeah. And my thing is, when we already have a language that everybody speaks, what's the point of asking how to use it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like you said there is uh, our music, you know, in general, it was so unexpected to have, you know, political movement around it. I feel like there is no such genre as unexpected music. I feel like any music, pop, electronic, happy, whatever, it's just basically a language. It's just basically a way yeah. to spread your message. So I don't even think there is such thing as like genre of music for political stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think it's like one of those things where it's like, especially the more unexpected or whatever, like the better, really, because it's like it, it gives more access to the topics that people might not be expecting. And I think like, again, that's what's like so incredible about music is there's so much potential for the messages that can be shared and like the audiences that those messages can reach, especially when you're making like music that is something that so many people like when it comes to pop music, where it's like, oh, like I'm going to listen to this and then they can learn from it. It, especially if they like it and then go find out about you guys and like just music in general can like move conversations forward like that no i totally definitely power and i believe everybody uses it just in different ways you know talking about love is still <laughs> to me it's political because it touches me in that way that it's it's very vulnerable mm -hmm. and so people writing these songs they still help a lot of people and and i'm just saying that we could be helping people in every way yeah mm -hmm. yeah I love the way you guys think about this because for you, it's almost like a no brainer. Like it's like, well, duh, like why wouldn't we do this? Like why wouldn't we express ourselves in that way? And I feel like there's so many musicians who, I don't know, it's just like a very like kind of like fresh train of thought that you don't necessarily hear in the music industry. And I think there's a lot of even politics within the music industry of like, oh, well, you don't want to upset people or you don't want to do this or yeah. you don't want to come off this way. And so it's it's interesting having like a completely opposite perspective of like, why wouldn't we talk about this? Absolutely. Such a good point. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but it's interesting to point that out at this point of time that a president used to be a comedian and then he turned to be a president of Ukraine. And so mm -hmm. that only proves that we can all shift the weight and we can all do our job and we can start with being an entertainer and then we mm -hmm. can make a dream a reality yeah your own yeah well funny side facts about the president about him being comedian and also an actor he also played in one of the movies that kind of blew him up where he played who the president <laughs> and <laughs> no, i was not an wow. actor it was too familiar and they were like oh no brainer he should be a president <laughs> Wow. No, I mean, I feel like this is so cool to hear because I just like for us, like growing up in America, it just feels like there's so many rules of what like what you can and can't do. And it feels like everything is just so set in stone. Like, oh, if, if you start being an actor, like you're not allowed to talk about politics. Like, why would you do that? But it's also like you said, it's like, why can't you? Like, why shouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept to not talk about it to me. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like everyone listens to what you have to say. Now you can just say whatever you want. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, if you have a platform, speak up about things that is important. As simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. I, I think like we run into issues a lot with that in pop culture of the fear 
from a lot of celebrities of speaking out. And I feel like more often than not, it's the smaller artists who are trying to like do things with whatever size platform that they have, because it's like, I don't know, there's less fear, I think, in a way than like the big celebrities where it's like, oh, like if I say the wrong thing or I don't know enough, like there's always an excuse or a reason why people aren't speaking out. And I think it's like really important and powerful when artists of like your guys size who like still have like a good platform and still have like people who listen to you are being like, okay, like we have these thoughts and feelings, like let's share them. And it's the same thing for like Jenna and I, when we talk about this stuff, it's like, okay, these things are happening. We have, you have to talk about it. You have to acknowledge it. And you have to like, think about it critically because pop culture and music do have so much effect on like everything that's happening in the real world, quote unquote, real world as well. Exactly. And the way you guys pointed before was that a lot of music came as a result of a political thing that was going on and they played a part of soundtrack to what was happening, but also Mm -hmm. in some ways they were changing things. Yeah. Like Beatles, uh, Make Love Not War, stuff like that. I think it was always there. We are the world. There are many, many examples to how music changes the world and, and how it plays the part and mess up part and you're not in uniting people and you know together we're stronger yeah and so when it comes to like songwriting from this perspective of wanting to include like these political moments and things like that like how do you get into that mindset of figuring out how to like properly put what's going on in the world into a song i mean in our case there's about ukraine a lot we just whatever was going on right in front of our eyes we were just laying out on paper and just trying to mm-hmm. put this feeling through through music, right? Because like yeah. media is just so inconsistent in the way that in one country they say one thing, in another country they say another thing. So also not only we wrote music, we often use documental uh, footage, what's going on, real is going on in Ukraine, you know? And that way it mm-hmm. says itself what is going on, you know? Yeah. But also about pain, something that I believe that people are experiencing today. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there is a way to share the pain that you're personally going through the wrong way. It's the need to express. And I'm a believer that when there is a need to express something, there isn't a wrong way to express it. Yeah. And so I don't believe that that's something to be very worried. Mm-hmm. It's what you stand for that you should be worried or checking yourself or reading or, or if you're getting into that pool of wanting to change the world just be educated and read different platforms absolutely you bring up a lot of really great points and so i want to like look a little bit at your recent series of singles that you've put out which is drunk and loud beats not bombs and pretty in pink you're kind of exploring this really it's it's funny like there's almost like we talk about this contrast of like the dark pop of like the lyrics being quite serious um but the music being quite fun and loud and pulling from synth and pop and indie sleaze and these different genres. And so because I feel like these series of songs kind of goes together. What do you feel like this era of songs represents for you sonically? I feel like I would describe it as like alternative pop rock kind of punk a little bit as well it's just in general this mm-hmm. badass energy that you're not gonna take no as an answer and even though we look like two cute girls so like we look at 16 year old <laughs> but <laughs> we can kick ass you know and that's what's important <laughs> yeah exactly the age of freedom and the idea that we can all do and be who we are and that we all bloom in different colors. And so, yes, mm-hmm. it is it is important and, it, and it's very fresh and it's very new. And again, I said, there isn't a way to share your experiences the wrong way. There's yeah. always the right way. 
and and that's what we stand for experiencing yeah. and and just exploring and sharing it with the world yeah, yeah i feel definitely. like this music is for rebels for like outcasts you know when you mm -hmm. don't feel like you fit in you do fit in you know just with other yeah people. yeah i love this i love the idea of like pop music that's actually punk like i love that so much <laughs> <True>. <laughs> because like when you think about like the like the punk movement especially like in the uk like way yeah. back when you know it's like the poster children were always just like these angry british white men and it's like what do they have to be that angry about and so this idea of like women from like all over the world getting to make their own version of punk music and just being like you know the subject is punk it doesn't matter what it sounds like it can mean anything like i really love that idea of it because it's like there is so much to be angry about and like <laughs> it's like I like putting it into music I think is so incredible thank you yeah it's fun I, I do like how you said mixing like punk let's say with messages and stuff like that yeah before that people used to say that punks you know they started in the UK and they stood for literally nothing they were there just <laughs> to have noise and annoy a lot, a lot of people but I believe they changed so many people's lives just by being there being like, yeah. listen, I don't like this. And that's already good <laughs> enough of a message, you know? Yeah. And then Velvet Underground playing like few chords and people like, I can pick up a guitar and I can play it and I can sing my emotions and I can cry and people will find me cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does change the, the you know, strategy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so thinking of your song, Drunk and Loud, you got to collaborate with Sam Harris from X Ambassadors on that song. So I'm curious, mm -hmm. like, what was the process like for you guys? And did you like go into the studio knowing you wanted to go a certain direction with the song? Or did it kind of unfold once you started working together? Not at all. Actually, we had no direction. But that's usually how we start <laughs> writing songs. We don't, we don't <laughs> want to like, frame it before we even start creating, you know? Mm -hmm. So we went to the studio and the way how we like connected with him was through Instagram. And to be honest, mm. this is oh, cool. how we connect with most people. <laughs> so we came, mm -hmm. uh, we actually wrote with him Pretty in Pink, Bizna Bombs and Drunk and Loud and some other okay, songs awesome. that not out yet. And actually the first song that we wrote with him was Bizna Bombs. And then when he asked, oh, is it him or? Yes, yeah, Sonia, no, Sonia said, Oh, I want to record those vocals, but like, let's do it drunk and loud. And he was like, wait a second, this sounds like a really good title of a song. And then basically, yeah. <laughs> that's the song for a moment because he got just so inspired by this title. And we just wrote drunk and loud in like an hour. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Classic punk song. Takes an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's really cool. It's like, you're like, I don't want to go into the studio with like too much idea of anything because you want inspiration to happen. And like, this is one of those things where it's like inspiration just happens and you went with it. Yeah. Well, that's how we usually do. That's more fun. Free falling, for sure. Also, it's like one of those things where like, again, with the topics that you guys sing about, like you would think as a listener, like, oh, like there must be like so much planning going into it. So it's really cool that you're kind of like, no, we're going to go in with a feeling and just see what happens. Like, I feel like that's just like such a cool way for music creation to work and like not something as a fan I would ever think about. Yeah, no, usually planning comes after. You write and suddenly I'm like, oh, okay, let's plan now. <laughs> that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, oh you yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of people that like practice what they preach, and they like, I'm gonna write this song. It's gonna be very mind blowing, or this one, everyone's gonna hear and love me for who I am. You know, like we all have that yeah. sort of yeah. mind. 
sometimes. And I, I believe that that's something that I came with. And we started writing a song, we wrote it, and I'm like, I already have three versions of another third verse for this first song. And then he's like, how about we don't do that? So because, you know, another <laughs> idea came through. But it's just, it's actually fun. Yeah. And you ended up loving how fast another song then takes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at the beginning, you guys mentioned that, like, even when you're writing, you two have very different processes. Can you, like, explain what your processes are when you go into the studio? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I like producing. Like I, I just okay. naturally gravitated to it and, you know, I taught myself how to do it. No one ever asked me to do it. You know, like managers were not like, oh, you should produce. So like none of yeah. that. I was like, yeah. oh, I just really like working in the studio. Here's how they do stuff. Oh, wow. I want to learn how to do that. So yeah, Sonia does lyrics and melodies and we both sing. But even in general, how we come up with ideas is different too. Like for me, I have this clear vision of what I want. So as soon as I get inspired and we on the wave, like I get this ideas that very specific and it's like a kind of a formed idea, right? Sonia, on the mm. other hand, she will have tons of ideas that sometimes like maybe don't work well together, but she will have like a lot of those and they all cool, you know? So for me, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is distracting, right? Like this is too much, you know? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, so I have to like concentrate on my task and at the same time, I'll simultaneously I'll hear what she's doing. And then we'll merge into something really beautiful. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I love that. In the honesty. You're like, yeah, that's right. No, that's so cool, though. I'm just, like, thinking. I'm like, if me and my sister ever tried to do anything creative together, it would just be like, a mess. <laughs> it would be a mess. Yeah. So it's cool that you guys are able to, like, see what strengths you both have and like support each other in that way. Cause I can only imagine like that, that, I don't know. It, it sounds like something that would be hard for a lot of people when it comes to siblings. Like you look at Oasis, right? <laughs> like yeah. um, oh siblings yeah. working together. Cool example. No, no, oh my God. Imagine no, no. When it did work, it was beautiful for them. It's just yes. like the way they how it just didn't work out well because when you have fame and it all you know amplifies all the problem because with with yeah. fame, like being in front of everyone, it just goes way wrong and way too fast. You know. Me and Sonia will also yeah. crash. I'm not gonna say it's all hunky dory, mm -hmm. right? But it's it's a beauty <laughs> of finding like this way, this beautiful merging that like area, you know, black and white when it kind of like overlaps. Mm -hmm. That's what we're, what we're searching for, you know. But it's nice, like mm -hmm. if there will be no conflict, it's like people when they speak about like movies and stuff. If there is no drama, no conflict, the movies is about nothing. So hence, yeah. I've yeah. Music, it kind of needs to be that a, l a little conflict because then it will i mean when i say conflict i'm not saying fighting i'm just saying something where it yeah fights, yeah yeah you know? so in I that way I think it's beautiful and oasis is phenomenal like honestly i feel like in that yeah. way they created something beautiful and i'm upset that they could not put their differences aside and like figure it out yeah but yeah i don't know their life i just know it from movies <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like communication, like the skill of being able to communicate with people is very important. And I think in instances like that, it's the proof is right there where it's like, OK, like they couldn't come together and have those conversations where it's like it's OK to disagree. Like that's a normal human experience. And like if you're not disagreeing, that's also weird. Um, yeah, so exactly. I definitely get that. No, that's true. I guess so. But I guess we're kind of showing that we're choosing to work in a different aspects to mm -hmm. not cross paths so much. I believe in their case, it was slightly different. Mm -hmm. It was not yeah. that they chose 
to do different things. I believe it happened as a result of something, and there was tug and war on that topic. Like, you wrote yeah. the songs I'm singing, and I'm a top star, you know? And we're yeah. choosing to find that way where we come together, not yeah. overshadowing one another. When I think the issue is that there isn't such thing as overshadowing, there's only one sun, you know? And that yeah. sun yeah. is people that listen to our music and that love it. And that's the real reason. And the message is, well, it is the proof in the pudding. And, and is in, in reality, the reason why we all come together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you have your differences together, you're building something greater than either of you by yourselves. Yeah, it's very important to keep that in mind. So in thinking of, you know, we've talked about how important like fashion is and like how, you know, you've had some really fun music videos and you've been particular in how you're portraying your music even visually. Sometimes we talk to artists about this idea of like a persona. And I think, you know, for some artists, it's like maybe they feel like when they step on stage, they have like a bit of like a larger than life, like image of themselves or persona that they use on stage. And sometimes people just use this as like kind of like almost a creative mindset to step into. I'm curious, do you guys feel like you have any kind of persona as artists? To be honest, personally, no. Like for me, like when I think about persona and like pop artists, like look, let's look at Billie Eilish, right? What's so interesting and what's so effective about her, she's really authentic. You look at her, she's exactly the same how she's on stage, how she's in interviews. Like, she's just real, and people relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like there were a lot of people in the music industry that I was randomly, you know, bumping into and, like, or was had a chance to meet them on my day off when I was not, like, playing or whatever, doing stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And they would just tell me, like, there is... And it, it doesn't sound humble from my side, but I'll just tell you what they were saying. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> they were saying... There is something enigmatic about you. I can sense the freaking star in you. I can see it. It's yeah. like it's different yeah. personas. It's just you. But at the same time, you still stay and look real person without needing to amplify certain things. It's just in you. It's just mm. this like, kind of strong persona and like I don't know, just energy, I guess. And I feel yeah. like in like in the big pop stars, because we like <laughs> thankfully had a chance to meet some of them and like had you know were able to speak to them. You look at them and they're yeah. exactly the same. For example, we know Lenny Kravitz and he's so normal and real and cool. <laughs> look at him exactly how he's on stage. Sure, like there is moves and shows and whatever, but he's just so cool. You talk to him and you see it's him, you know? And that's what yeah. I love about artists. Like, I feel like for me, it's a little bit, I don't know, like for me, it's a little scary when I see someone being one way and another way. I don't know. Like, I don't relate to yeah. them. I think uh, we're all superheroes, to be very honest with you. I think we all have those uh, amazing people that we are in mind when we're listening to songs on the train or while commuting or while doing anything super basic. Uh, You know, that feeling of singing in the shower and that feeling of knowing that you're stepping in into your favorite wear and you're just going to rock the world that day. So, nah, I don't, I don't think that we don't have that. I think it's all in us. It's how those paths cross. That's what interests me. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I can't stop singing on the street, you know? <laughs> and to me, that's sort of an issue. Uh, yeah. But it's fun. 
Oh, I love oh, that's that. That's so interesting. <laughs> I love that's that. That's such a good point of like the idea of like, oh, we are all superheroes. I love that so much because it's like for fans too, it's like when you listen to music, it's like, yeah, they feel like a larger than life person. And then sometimes you meet them and they are just like a normal person. And other times it's like, oh, you're not at all what I imagined you to be because you put on this larger than life vibe when you get on stage because it's like not everybody's going to be able to be an extrovert all the time or like put on that show all the time an example we use a lot is like harry styles who's kind of like a blank slate of a person to his fans where we don't really know that much about him we kind of have like ideas of like personality quirks and things like that but like he goes on stage and this is just like a showman and then like when you see paparazzi photos of him where he talks about his life in interviews he's so chill in his real life that i'm like oh, like you clearly just like go on like I got to put on my superhero costume, as you said, and like be this like larger than life figure. And then I'll go back home and just like talk really slowly and be really chill all the time. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. I think, yeah, we all need that energy to be like that all the time. But I believe that wearing the costume or whatever that is, is just a button that switches on that personality at that certain time. But I, 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 I again think that we all have it. We just don't know how to switch it on or off sometimes. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think I have a switch. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, I'm just super here all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, for both of us, please. I cannot work that much. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so in wrapping up a little bit here, you know, you had this series of songs come out in the fall. What can we expect from you in 2024? We have so many songs and so many festivals coming in. So every six to eight weeks, we're releasing another song. And then Ooh. when the sixth song is released... And there will be the first EP done, and then we're doing straight away the second EP. So people will never, people will get tired of how many songs we're constantly releasing, but that's so exciting. The next song is coming out in like mid March. So that's really soon. Yeah. So a lot of songs. Yeah. I saw also you just announced some shows with ex ambassadors in Europe. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Where we'll be performing and sharing stages with them in Warsaw and Prague. Yeah. Yeah, it's super it's so exciting. exciting. It's so exciting. Are you planning already your your live set and are you excited to bring these songs to a live performance? Yeah, all of the songs that we have on our first EP we're playing and some more. And then we have other cool festivals that we could confirm for, but we can't really talk about it, but they're massive. So it's going to be really cool. <laughs> That's so exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so for one final wrap-up question, we like to ask everybody the same thing because the ethos of Name Three Songs is to empower fangirls and we think it's important to celebrate the things that we love unapologetically. So Sonia and Anna, what are you guys fangirls of? Ooh, I love a good steak. I, I don't know. If they can... <laughs> that counts. That counts. That 100% counts. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my God. How about you, Anna? <laughs> I am a fan of, well, I will talk not about food, I'll talk about music, but this is my kind of food. (laughs) I mean, I'm a fan of Blur. Like, let's say this Blur song too. This is like my anthem. Mm -hmm. Like, I play it all the time. It's just this badass energy that we're trying to implement more into, like, women's work kind of thing. Because we want this kind of See, you know, when you walk outside on the street, for example, this um, the song by Verb, Bittersweet Symphony, you see this guy walking in and like crashing into people and just a cool, simple video. If you think about it, he's just walking to his track, right? <laughs> but I want mm. this badass energy in our music videos. I want people to look and be like, oh, this girl, she's cool. Oh my gosh, she's got yeah. some balls. <laughs> yeah. So this is 
basically my kind of thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We all need more of that in our lives. <laughs> oh yeah, it's coming. We're all like walking down the street, headphones in, like superheroes, like <laughs> badass <laughs> anthems. Yeah, punk uh, superheroes. How about that? <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Anna and Sophia, it's been so fun talking to you guys today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. It was so much fun. I'm like deeply obsessed with them making pop music punk. Like, <laughs> like this, I, like, <laughs> I love this so much because it's like, I don't know when you we talked about this in the interview but when you think about punk music and you think about kind of like the sex pistols and bands like that like it's all just like white dudes being angry and i'm like okay but like girlies are angry too like we can be angry and make pop music and i just think it's so cool that they're like yeah that's literally what we're doing like we're making angry pop music because we're so angry there's so many bad things happening in the world we're gonna use our platform to talk about those bad things happening but also like maybe be a banger and i'm like i love that that's so freaking cool I do also love the idea of them just like being superheroes and like oh. in their everyday lives. Like, no, I am a rock star. Like, I am a model. I am a goddess. Like, yeah. <laughs> walking around the street being the main character at all times. I know. I just feel like their outlook on music and life is like so refreshing and like not something you hear a lot because I feel like, especially as women and women in places in music and journalism and everything, you're kind of like, to like shrink yourself back a little bit and like not be larger than life and they're like why wouldn't we be larger than life like of course yeah. we are <laughs> exactly so empowering we love it so thanks for getting candy with us in bloom twins this has been sarah and jennifer named through songs and if you want to listen to this again it'll be on our podcast feed after this and to get your pop culture fix you can listen to new episodes of name three songs podcast every wednesday that's name the number three songs on all podcast platforms today we're leaving you off with a song from next week's yes Spider. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.